grace at work. It has been a real grace for me to come into contact with the 12-step program, which I think is the most important spiritual movement of the last century. Through the meditation community that's grown up over the last 30 years, I have come to meet some wonderful recovering alcoholics who have found in meditation a way of putting the 11th step into practice, really understanding what that means. I've always felt that at the right moment in their life, the alcoholic understands the meaning of meditation better than most people. It's a hard-won understanding to hit bottom maybe more than once to get to that point. But with it comes an insight. It can be a destructive disease, it can be a fatal disease, it can destroy your life and destroy relationships, but it also has the possibility of leading to a remarkable breakthrough. I suppose what the AA whole movement is, the fellowship is all about, is maximizing the potential of the disease to lead to that enlightenment. There's a potential in it. The program is a remarkable construction that helps, it has helped, people to use that potentially destructive set of circumstances in their life, that potentially destructive disease, to lead to a spiritual growth, actually to lead to a deep integration and fullness of life. The eight times I've been to AA groups, the word I would use is grace, really, the feeling of grace at work. And what do I mean by grace? a special energy of honesty and truth and goodness and healing. To me, it's a kind of a Eucharist. It's a kind of a communion in the spirit, which is uplifting. What I've always found at those meetings is that there's no small talk. There's friendliness and intimacy, honesty. But the normal divisions or barriers or suspicions that we have about each other and the social filters that we communicate through normally are not there. By their being there, they are admitting and confessing and opening to themselves and to others. The fact that there's been no small talk means that you people can get down to the important issues. People are telling my story. And as they tell my story, I think they are sharing a mystery. My story, mystery, only one letter between the two. And they're telling my story as if they're discovering a mystery. And each time they tell it, they're adding something to it or they're understanding it more deeply. What is the meaning of my story? What is the mystery of my story? Now that sounds a little egocentric. And I think there's quite a lot of egocentricity in the program. By the very nature of it, there has to be. There has to be a concentration on self. I don't think it's actually egocentricity. I think it's a transformation of the ego. It's a healing of the ego. But there's a lot of ego there. It's me, isn't it? There's nothing wrong with that, provided there is a transformation going on. There's nothing worse than getting stuck in oneself. And that, of course, is what addiction is. Getting stuck, getting into a repetitive cycle. And you end up hating yourself. You just hear your own voice, and you get stuck in your own passions of behavior. So telling my story opens one to a mystery that is mysterious. It's something that I cannot put my finger on, I cannot explain fully rationally, uh, I can experience it, but I can't control it even. What I'd like to do is share with you an understanding of meditation that might resonate with you. Really the most important way 
to learn about meditation is to do it, practice it together. There is a group dynamic to meditation, just as there is in recovery. The two are very interestingly comparable or complementary, actually, I think. Because in the 12-step program, one is unlearning a habit. I mean, a deeply ingrained, physically and chemically conditioned habit with very complicated and strong psychological and physiological bonds and patterns. So one is breaking out of that, breaking a habit. In learning to meditate, one is learning to put on a good habit. There are difficulties in, on both sides. There are different kinds of difficulties, giving up drinking or taking up meditation. Both are difficult. Both require strength, more strength than we have just on, in our own ego resources. So we have to open to a higher power. And we have to open to community. We have to open to others. You call it fellowship. In the meditation world, I would call it community. Meditation seems to me to be, in that sense, a grace. Something that is a gift. Something that is genuinely free. doesn't cost anything. And there's no bargaining about meditation. To find meditation in one's life is a grace. It's something unexpected. And finding in an unexpected moment, in an unexpected way, something that changes the world for you changes, patterns that we, for some reason or another, because of our own mistakes or because of bad luck or a combination of the two we have got into, it breaks those patterns.